Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. everyone in America and around the world. I am your host, John Hollywood of All You Need to Know Radio, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure that you know every single day we wake up with very difficult times and very confusing times with everything that is going on in our country. And sadly, you can guarantee every day we wake up and we are flat out lied to by the President of the United States and his administration. This gives me no pleasure in saying this, but after being in the radio industry for over 18 years, I have learned firsthand that listeners actually do want to hear the truth. They do not want to hear any spin, and I can guarantee you they do not want to be lied to. Tonight, I make you this promise. All you need to know radio, you will hear only the facts, live and unscripted, and no fake news. With that being said, I invite you to sit back and relax and enjoy the journey of tonight's show. Once again, I'm your host, John Hollywood, and it's my pleasure to also welcome my amazing co-host, Will Cobb. Are you ready, America and everyone around the world? We shall see as All You Need to Know Radio starts right now. out there it's june 18th 2020 and it's time for all you need to know radio i'm your co-host will cobb today's show has been produced by our own media expert maureen vanderpool and now without further ado let's head into our first segment the law of politics with your host john hollywood and our resident constitutional law expert almost warrench of the law firm warrench and none gentlemen airwaves are all yours take it away Hello, Amos. How are you doing today? Oh, hello, John. Thank you for the introduction, Will. It's a pleasure to be on. Absolutely. So uh, I love your snazzy website there. We talked about it last time. Everybody, welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, with Almost Warwick. Almost give them your telephone number if anybody needs legal help. Sure. You can get get a hold of me at my law firm, the law firm of Warrant and Nunn. We can be reached at 
888-900-9592. We do personal injury, real estate, and business formations and litigation. You've been doing that for a while, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've been doing, um, I've been licensed to practice law for about uh, 11 years now, and I've been doing those three things essentially the whole time. Well, I, I know how good you are and everything. So, um, guys, you need to call almost if you need any help. Almost, let's dive right into today's show. You have been predicting it for a very long time. And now mm-hmm. it appears that you actually might be right because it's being put to the new president elect, Joe Biden. You like how I did that? That if Trump <laughs> won't lose, what if he won't leave the White House? What happens? Well, um, as, a, as a formal legal matter, um, the constitutional order is very clear that uh, his presidential term is over on January 21st at midnight, I believe. And um, the next president, the winner of the election, is sworn in. If he refuses to leave or if there is a dispute – uh, it could theoretically go to the Speaker of the House, which would have to be reelected. So the House members, every congressional session, reelect the Speaker, and it's been Pelosi for the Democrats for many years. And so it's presumed that they would elect Pelosi as the Speaker and Pelosi would become the President. But I think that that is incredibly unlikely to happen. And what's really going to happen is Joe Biden will be sworn in. Um, assuming Biden defeats Trump in a free and fair election. But then the question really becomes, who's going to physically kick him out of the office? Will he have to be physically kicked out of the office? Um, Biden mentioned the Secret Service. Uh, I think the United States Marshal Service might also be appropriate. And there also is the chance that he, he does voluntarily leave. Um, but I suspect that the chaos... If he were, let's say, you know, the polls hold and he's defeated in a landslide in November, he's defeated by 10 percentage points or something like that. Um, if that happens, uh, the question that scares me is, A, what will happen if he refuses to leave in January? But also, B, what kind of havoc is he going to wreak between November and January? And the answer could be quite a lot. Give us some suggestions. What are you thinking? Well, I would, I'm, I'm assuming there would be various pardons, um, politically motivated pardons. That, that, that often happens in the end of a presidency. I mean, it happened with Bill Clinton. It happened with Barack Obama. That, uh, controversial pardons um, in the lame duck period following the November election but prior to the January swearing in are pretty common. The things that I'd be worried about are, you know, unusual things. Um, I don't know. Uh, executive orders for pet projects. Um, uh, the preemptive pardoning of himself. Um, Can he really do that? Can he really do that? Well, it's never it's never been done before. The pardon power is pretty broad. Um, that would likely be decided by the Supreme Court of the United States, um, probably. Uh, my assumption is that that is, in fact, not legally 
permissible by the Constitution. But uh, as I said, it's never been done before, and that it's a serious constitutional question uh, that would have to be decided by the Supreme Court. I don't think he can, but I don't know how it would shake down. Um, I don't know the jurisprudence regarding self-pardons. I'm sure that it's been talked about, but I don't really know um, how the justices would view it. Well, the thing is, is that uh, it's my understanding that come January 21st, he loses presidential power no matter what. Is that correct? That is correct. That is under the terms of the normal constitutional order. That is correct. Um, the concern that I've been raising for several months and that Joe Biden raised is that he will attempt to do something outside of the normal constitutional order and basically claim that the election doesn't matter and he's still the president. Um, the question then becomes, you know, you and what army? Who is who is going to remove him? Um, peers, I'm, I'm very, very heartened. Uh, something that I was really, truly worried about, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the show, is yeah. I was truly worried about the military, not the military siding with Trump and the Secret Service siding with Trump. I was very worried about that. But I think that even some Republican loyalists like Mark Esper, and who's the current Secretary of Defense, and other, you know, respected military members like uh, uh, former General Mattis. Um, it, it's become clear to me in the last few weeks, really, relatively recently, that the military is very unlikely to, or the military as a whole, is very unlikely to side with Donald Trump against the constitutional order, which is fantastic. Absolutely, it's fantastic, and I actually am not surprised by it because, um, you know, when Biden raised the question, um, or it was raised to Biden, if Donald Trump did not leave, what would happen? And, and Joe Biden, without hesitation, said, we would have no problem in having the military physically escort Trump from the White House if he loses the election and refuses to leave office. We will not had the White House held hostage even for one hour. Right, and that's the appropriate response. I just, you know, prior to the Lafayette Square photo op where it became clear that the military was very, very unhappy with uh, Trump's desired military response to the nationwide protests for police reform and accountability. Um, the military was very, very unhappy to be perceived to be used against the people of the United States. And like I said, even Republican loyalists like the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, who was installed by Trump and is really, I disagree with that gentleman on a lot of things, but I think he did the right thing by standing up to the Trump administration and basically saying, no, we're not going to deploy the military against the citizenry. And you think maybe General Mattis, that, you think maybe General Mattis called him and said, you did that what you did was wrong and you need to, maybe, take, care, you need to take care of business. You know, Esper came back and said, I made a mistake by walking with Trump to Lafayette Square. Um, and, you know, who advised him 
that, that that was a mistake? Maybe it was Mattis. I don't know. But that's not a crazy thing. That seems to align with what those people's agenda really is, which is a strong and trustworthy military and national defense. Well, but I do agree with you before I did think that maybe there was a possibility that they would follow him. But after these five different generals and security advisors have come out against him so harshly and so truthfully on top of everything else. Uh, Let's talk about voter suppression real quick. Donald Trump says if you mail your ballot in, it's voter, it could be voter fraud. Explain the legalities (laughs) of that. Sure. Yes. So, um, it's there's election law and uh, it varies state by state, uh, but basically uh, you need to be a resident of the state. You have to have your residence in that state to be able to legally register to vote. And then once you've legally registered to vote, again, it varies state by state, but certain states, um, uh, all states allow some form of absentee or mail-in ballots, uh, and the question is kind of how, what the reasons you need to give are. So, for example, in our state in Texas, we have to uh, have a real reason. You you have to, you know, I'm out of the country. I'm deployed active duty military. Um, there has to be a reason for you to request a mail-in ballot, whereas other states, like the state of Washington, uh, literally mails everybody a ballot. So, you know, there's uh, a variety of things there. But what is interesting about Trump's statements with regards to the mail-in ballots is (laughs) he entered into a legal agreement with the city of Palm Beach, Florida, that he would not claim Mar-a-Lago as his residence. Um, it was for tax purposes, for property tax purposes. I had forgotten purposes. about that. I had forgotten about yep. that. And then he registered to vote with Mar in Florida with Mar-a-Lago as his residence and mailed a mail-in ballot from the White House. Um, so, so Trump is a Florida voter. Um, like the man Trump is a Florida voter. And right. it's likely – that he's in technical violation of Florida election law by by sending in what is a technically violation violative mail in ballot. But what's interesting about that is the ballot itself is legitimate. Donald Trump's vote is a real vote. It's not a fraudulent vote. There's not an allegation that, you know, a hundred people tried to vote in Donald Trump's name. So it's almost like Proving the Democrats' point that the discussion regarding the mail-in ballots being, oh, no, we need to be careful about voter fraud, is really about voter suppression and trying to reduce the number of people who cast mail-in ballots because Republicans perceive, and they're probably right, that if more people vote, they're more likely to lose. So actually Donald Trump's vote could not be counted because it wasn't cast in the right place? Technically, and I'm not an expert in Florida election law, but I believe that is correct. Wow. All right, buddy. Go ahead and give your closing argument real quick. Sure. Yes, sir. And I appreciate your time today. Um, My closing argument is simple. Uh, As you may have heard, uh, it appears that Donald Trump is losing in the polls quite badly. And the last few months have resulted in – a precipitous drop in the GOP's 
support uh, among seniors and amongst alleged swing voters and amongst alleged independents. Um, he's basically losing quite badly, and it appears that Joe Biden is on track to, to win and that the Democrats are likely to pick up several seats, potentially even a majority in the Senate, and are likely to pick up multiple seats and increase their majority in the House of Representatives. I want all of your listeners to be vigilant in registering to vote and checking that they have not been purged from a voter role, especially if they're in a conservative state, and uh, to go out there and vote. Vote early. Don't wait until November 2nd. Vote early and vote Democrat all the way down the line. Vote blue, never red. Almost thank you so much for joining us. All right, guys, this is all you need to know. Thanks, John. Thank you, sir. Uh, we want to thank Almost Woolworths with Woolworths and None. This is All You Need to Know Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
everybody. Welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, with our amazing co-host, Will Cobb. Welcome to the show, Will. Say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, John Hollywood. And by the way, happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you so much, my friend. I had an amazing birthday and can't wait to spend some time with you on uh, another birthday dinner just because we kept it really small because we're sheltered. We're doing the social distancing thing and we're doing the physical distancing thing. And for God's sakes, everybody in America and around the world, wear a goddamn mask if you're outside. It is wear not a mask only for saving. John Hollywood's birthday. <laughs> uh, now take a listen to this, Will. I'm listening. How would you describe Trump's relationship with Vladimir Putin? Uh, I think Putin thinks he can play him like a fiddle. Uh, I think Putin is uh, smart, tough. I think he sees that uh, he's not faced with a serious adversary here. I don't think he's worried about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, as we say, sees himself as a deal maker. What happened to the deal maker in those situations? Well, the president uh, may well be a superb deal maker when it comes to Manhattan real estate, dealing with arms limitation treaties on strategic weapons, uh, dealing in many, many other uh, international uh, security issues are things far removed from his life experience. When you're dealing with somebody like Putin who has made his life understanding Russia's strategic position in the world, Uh, against Donald Trump, who doesn't enjoy reading about these issues or learning about them. Uh, It's a very difficult position for America to be in. All right, everybody, that was former National Security Advisor John Bolton, who has written a book, and I cannot wait for that book to come up. That was an excerpt of, well, NBC News has a uh, full interview with him, and we will make sure to post it on our website, but I thought I'd give you a sneak peek. This is All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood. Now, back to the show. Okay, so the name of the book that's coming out is The Room Where It Happened. Boy, that sounds that's right. scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a take on a song from the musical Hamilton. Oh, that's right. The all-knowledgeable and powerful Will Cobb. <laughs> So, but, um, but that, it's true. I mean, it, I mean, John Bolton was in the room where it happened, and he's the only one. And that's what's the sad thing about the impeachment trial. He was the only one in the room who heard the Ukrainian call. Yeah, but do you? There's been a lot of flack and kickback about that he actually should have testified at the impeachment hearing. What's your feeling about that? I think you should have, too, and I think that that takes a little bit of the credibility of the book away because he waited to make a $2 million deal to testify against Trump. But Bolton is, is, is tough because, I mean, what Trump has said about Bolton is true. George W. Bush did fire John Bolton. John Bolton is almost he's, – he's an extreme hawk. He wants us to go to war with Iran. He wants us to isolate the country. He wants to get rid of all of our treaties. And, you know, so Trump said, well, you know, he's terrible. He's a dope. He's stupid. George Bush fired him. But here's the thing, Mr. Trump. 
you've said a lot of people you hired were stupid and dumb and dopes and, and liars. And the problem is there's been so many at this point, you know, I, I don't know about you, John, but I've hired people in my life. And if I hired that many stupid dopes and dumb people, I'd kind of blame myself for being the bad hiring guy. That said, you know, I, I, I kind of believe that Bolton is credible here because, you know, he's coming out and he's saying, you know, of course, Trump is saying, you know, this is national security and he can't put this book has already been vetted. I mean, as the, as Bolton's lawyer said, you know, it, it took it took it's taken Trump's administration longer to vet the book than it took John Bolton to write the book. So, you know, I don't think that there's anything that scandalous here. I just think it makes the president look terrible. And I mean, and, you know, we are seeing in the news things coming out like that. He made some awful statements about concentration camps to the Chinese. He asked the Chinese to buy crops uh, in order to prop up his own election because he thought farmers in the U.S. would be happy. So we've got some problems with Bolton's uh, as far as being, you know, not coming out when he did, but at the same time, I think he's pretty credible. Well, but the thing is, the, I think he didn't come out because he knew that the Senate wasn't going to do a trial, and he thought his testimony was as good as it would be in a book. And I think, well, I think still, I think even right, if John, he would have agreed that. to testify, I think the Senate still did not present any witnesses, did not present any documents, did not suspend any any t- testimony, they flat out, that was a scam trial. And therefore, Donald Trump was never acquitted of anything. He, it, it just went away because he didn't do anything. And I think John Bolton well, weighed the odds, and I think that he made a great decision. Well, and I also think it's important to note that the House of Representatives did subpoena Bolton. The Trump administration declined to let him speak. And I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. If he would have, then come on now. So let's just take this. There was an offer, firsthand evidence of the Ukraine matter, where the book offers firsthand evidence that Mr. Trump linked his uh, suspension of $391 million in security aid for Ukraine to his demands that Ukraine publicly announced investigations in supposed wrongdoing of Democrats, including former Vice President's son, Joseph Biden, and that was the heart of the impeachment case against the President of the United States. Let's see. Donald Trump, in this book, Donald Trump actually asked China to get close to farmers, and so it will help him in the 2020 election. And you already mentioned about the concentration camps, which makes me sick to my stomach. And John Bolton actually said, singling out episodes of obstruction of life. The other episodes that John Bolton says the House should have investigated included Mr. Trump's willingness to intervene in the Justice Department's investigation against foreign countries to give personal favors to dictators he liked. And all of that would spells out of office for Donald Trump. Had any kind of Senate that had any kind of backbone, where are their balls? 
their balls are gone because they believe that they go against him, that 40% that supports Trump, no matter what, will vote them out of office. So they're terrified. You know, we've, when, when, when this country started, people who ran for office did it out of service. They didn't make any money doing it. They just did it because they wanted to serve their country through Citizens United, where the Supreme Court said businesses had more power. And of course, Trump's first campaign manager, Paul Manafort, created basically the lobbying system we're used to now. He created the swamp, which always caught me why Trump said he was going to drain the swamp when his guy created it. You know, this is now all about money. It's about a professional career. Looking at somebody like Mitch McConnell, who went into office with very little money and is now a multimillionaire. And I'll tell you a true story. I went to college with the lieutenant governor of Arkansas. I went to high school with him, too. At the time I went to high school with him, his family was dirt poor. He went to the Gulf War. He got a Purple Heart. He came back. He ran for Congress. And in one year, he was a millionaire. Well, it's about Donald Trump's money. always able to con his way into getting any kind of money. I mean, it's just, you know, you say to the media, your daddy gave you $2 million, Your daddy actually gave you $90 million that he went through in a year. It's just ridiculous, and it's a, it's a disgrace to this country. Donald John Trump, impeached for life, is the worst man that's ever set foot at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as the sitting president of the United States. It is a disgrace. It's even hard for me to call him president or anything. Well, and actually, his niece, his book is coming out, and she says it's not $90 million that Donald actually inherited $400 million from his father. Well, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't, guys, everybody out there in America and around the world, thank you so much for joining us. This is All You Need to Know Radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood, with our amazing co-host, Will. Will, say hello. Hey. Guys, don't forget to uh, follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr. If it is a social media website, we will be there. Today's show is sponsored by the Law Office of Warwick and Nunn. Call 972-866-4852. Don't touch that dial, guys. We'll be right back. Less than two years ago, mortgage rates were between 55 and 6%. Do you know right now mortgage rates are nearly half of that? You can call TexasLending.com and may be able to drop your mortgage rate in half. Call 972-387-4600 or go online and apply with TexasLending.com. If you save just 1% on a $240,000 mortgage loan, you may save up to $200 every month in interest. Apply that savings towards your mortgage Pay it off faster. Call TexasLending.com today, 972-387-4600. We won the Consumer's Choice Award for the last 13 years. Call right now. 
talk with a live person for a free quote. 972-387-4600, TexasLending.com. When you think mortgage, think TexasLending.com. 4100 Alpha Road, Suite 300, Dallas, Texas, 75244. NMLS number 136. One year ago today, I announced I was running for President of the United States of America. I said at the time, we were in the battle for the soul of the nation. Now, one year later, we're seeing the soul of the nation. There is no quit in America. There never has been, and there never will be. You know, as hard as it is to believe, maybe something good can come out of this terrible crisis. Maybe this crisis will help us see how much our broken politics has cost us. The anger, the insults, the divisiveness. And maybe it will help us see the power of what we can get done together. We can and we will rebuild our nation. We can and we will protect our nation from future pandemics. We can and we will emerge from this stronger, better, and a fairer nation. I've always believed we've been at our best when we've acted as one America. This crisis is an opportunity for us to be that nation again, to be the United States of America. We just need to remember, there's nothing we cannot do if we do it together. Five years ago, Donald Trump descended to the basement of Trump Tower. For the last five years, he's brought America down with him, attacking health care for patients with pre-existing conditions, giving massive tax cuts to billionaires, not working families, praising white supremacists, stoking racial division, a White House in chaos, losing 300,000 jobs in a failed trade war with China, locking children in cages. He ignored science on coronavirus and misled the American people stating it would miraculously go away. It didn't. Now, over 100,000 dead Americans, 20 million jobs destroyed. Recession. No, I don't take responsibility at all. He shredded our alliances and turned our military on American citizens. You have the power to end the descent of our nation, to choose justice, unity, leadership, because we can't afford four more years of Trump. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. trying to defend it, but basically 
what Trump and his campaign did was post a Nazi symbol, and Facebook took it down because Facebook doesn't allow Nazi symbols. I can't post one. You can't post one. White supremacists can't post one. It's even very difficult in history groups to even talk about the Nazis, even in a negative way, because Facebook is very, very severe about any Nazi symbolism, and it was taken down. And I'm sure we're going to hear the Trump campaign say that freedom of speech, but I'll tell you what, I got to tell you, like Joe Biden just said in the ad you played, this is about the United States. It's not about talking about Nazis, and that's the last thing I want to see our president and vice president talking about. Hey, real quick, we have some breaking news, Will. From All You Need to Know Radio, Go, guys, everybody in America and around the world, stay tuned. In the interest of being fair, Donald Trump has now responded to John Bolton's book in a tweet. You know that he just made this a New York Times bestseller. By Donald Trump responding to this, but he's too stupid to know that. He's even given John Bolton a name. You know, those nicknames he likes to give the childish, as Madonna says, the eight-year-old nicknames. <laughs> I think she might have missed about a few <laughs> years. Here we go. From the sitting president, number 45, Wacko. John Bolton's exceedingly trendiest New York Times book is made up of lies and fake stories said all good things to me in person, but in print, he goes left on me because I fired him. Just another disgruntled, boring fool who only wanted to go to war, never had a clue, was an obstacle, and happily, I dumped him. What a... What an immature response from who is supposed to be the most powerful man in the world, which I don't that anymore. I think Angela Merkel is. But she's a woman, so she's not a man. Well, <laughs> and by the way, it's actually an inaccurate post because he was not fired. He resigned. I forgot that. That's why I got you around. Yeah, he was not fired. I mean, Trump is just saying whatever he wants to say. But yeah, all the name calling. You know, I, I, like I said, Mr. Bolton is a complex man. And he's not been on the side of liberals. He's, he's been a conservative nightmare for many, many years. But that being said, listening to the interview you played at the top of the show and listening to the difference and the intellectual conversation he was having and the maturity of his conversation compared to that, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's like Biden said in the campaign ad. It's just gotten to the point where it's, uh, it, I think you're right. It's not an eight-year-old. It's a five-year-old. Uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, and I hate the fact that he keeps being the center of our shows because all we do is give him more. Uh, what's the word? Identity or, or, you know, he just likes to, he likes to hear himself talk. And the, the really hidden truth here, if he would just shut the fuck up, he would be a lot better off. <laughs> Don't you think? That's absolutely. That's absolutely true, and I don't necessarily agree with you that because he's the topic of the show, that gives him more credence. Because I just read an article today, either in the Washington Post or the New York Times, talking about the fact that he has become so noisy and so loud that the, the folks that he's worried about holding on to, those suburban women and older voters and, 
and, and all of those voters are beginning – it's beginning to become so ridiculous and so noisy that his own advisors are advising him he's losing because he won't shut up. So I think by pointing this stuff out and talking about it, I think we're actually doing a service here, and I think that Trump is actually doing the biggest disservice to himself. But I like the fact that we're talking about all this silly stuff he's saying because to me – and I don't know about you, but to me, <laughs> I, I, anybody – would be better than this. I mean, this constant childish behavior is just exhausting in somebody who's supposed to be the leader of the free world. Absolutely. He's not the leader of the free world. He can't even lead his own life. I mean, I mean it's just so incredibly crazy and ridiculous. And, and the history, you know, when I've been on the radio for 18 years now, I never thought I would be saying a negative word and disrespecting the office of the president, but I was taught respect is earned. This guy res- earned, has earned no respect. In fact, he calls people's names. He's immature. He insults people. He lies every single word. And I'm not just, I'm not exaggerating this. This is every single word out of this loser's mouth. Well, I think to be honest with you, I got to tell you the truth. I think that you, me, and a lot of people in America actually honor and respect the office more than he does, because you know I think that's why we're so horrified. We're watching this this you know man child scream and yell and you know break every convention that we've ever had in a presidency. And you know I realize that his forty percent base thinks this is great, but you know what I said today somewhere on. And I'm going to have to look and see if I can find it while I continue to talk. But I said this, and I think it's so true. I said this on Facebook today, and I said, and see if you agree. I said nobody voted for Donald Trump because they thought he was a skilled communicator, a charismatic leader, creative problem solver, brilliant intellect, or selfless humanitarian. They voted for him because they hated the same people he does. They voted for him because they hated Hillary, says my biological mother. Hold on, we have about breaking news again. All right, so the Supreme Court has just handed down Donald Trump his second loss to, uh, today, uh, ruling that DACA cannot be overturned by the Trump administration. Uh, uh, President-elect Joe Biden says the Supreme Court's ruling today is a victory made possible by the courage and resilience of hundreds of thousands of DACTA, DACA sorry, recipients who bravely stood up and refused to be ignored. As president, I will get to work immediately to make it permanent. Love it. Just recently, they said 78% of those kids have jobs, and most of them aren't kids anymore. They have United States who are United States citizens. They've, uh, it's like 700, it's 700 to 800,000 kids that were brought here by their parents illegally. This is the only country they know. How cruel of punishment would it be to deport them back to a country they won't even know anyone in? Well, most of those most of those people know nothing about the culture that Donald Trump and his administration would send them back. They don't even speak the language. 
And do you think Donald Trump has any humanity about that? Hell no. Oh, no, he doesn't care because his base doesn't want those people here, so he's going to play it up. You know, so much of Donald Trump has evolved because, you know, at one point they thought he was a liberal. At one point he was pro-choice. You know, he, he, there is no political backbone or core to this president. He will say whatever he thinks is going to make that 40 percent of the country who doesn't like immigrants, doesn't like gays, doesn't like, you know, doesn't like, you know, anybody but themselves and are not willing to open their hearts to anybody but themselves and blame everybody else for their own problems because perhaps they didn't get the education they, they, they needed to move forward in a technological society, perhaps the factories were closed, and they just think, well, this has to be, you know, those immigrants' fault. But, of course, they're not they, – you know, so many immigrants are, are a broad spectrum just like everyone else is. I mean we have all sorts of Anglos here who have amazing jobs. And we have all sorts of angles here who have not so great jobs. So, I mean, to, to push it down and say that's it is ridiculous. Real quick, I want to say Madonna just tweeted out, our head of state continues to speak about the much-needed revolution that's happening in our country as if he were talking to eight-year-olds. That's just the need to settle down. And let's all just settle down and behave. Law enforcement and community will never be able to come together. That's from the queen of pop, Madonna herself. That music means we need to take a break. This is John Hollywood with Will from All You Need to Know Radio. Tonight's show is brought to you by Warwards and None. Make sure that you go and check them out on social media. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is a song from the Dixie Chicks. When they sang this song when President Trump was president, they lost their career. I wonder if they would now. I found my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year? Of course she can. <laughs> hey, want to drive? Really? Do you think we can do this, Robin? Things will be tight, but... We can make this work. That's great. Here we go. Now. Wait, Grandpa, what about your dream car? This is my dream now. (laughs) Spread mainly from person to person through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. These droplets can spread to the mouth, nose, or hands of people who are nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs. Take steps to lower your risk of getting sick. Here are some things you should do. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. You can also use hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol. Take extra measures to put distance between yourself and others. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Stay home if you're sick, except to get medical care. 
If you have severe symptoms, please call 911. Cover coughs and sneezes with a tissue or the inside of your elbow. Only wear a face mask if you're sick and around other people or if you need to take care of someone who is sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. Older adults and people who have severe chronic medical conditions like heart or lung disease or diabetes are at higher risk for more serious illness from COVID-19. This group should consult with their healthcare provider about additional steps to stay protected. For more information on COVID-19, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. That is Creed, arms wide open. Real quick, guys, I want to get personal with you guys for a minute. Um, in the last couple of months, I've lost a couple of really good friends, one to suicide. And I want to remind everyone out there, if you're going through some hard times, remember, you are not alone. You can call one 256 help and, um, Will, I think you wanted to say something about that, too. Well, I just think that, you know, if you're in that situation, because I have been a suicide talk advocate for years, reach out to somebody on Facebook, reach out on your phone, talk to somebody. There's local organizations that can help you. Don't ever be alone. So there's always someone out there who can help you. And I am living proof. It gets better, folks. Absolutely. So, guys... Remember, you are not alone. But if you don't give the your if you don't give your family, your close friends, the chance to help you and be there for you and show you that they're there for you, you know who loses out when you take your own life? They do. They lose you. Please remember, you're not alone. One eight seven seven two six six help. That's one eight seven seven two. I'm sorry, one eight seven seven two six six. help Guys, take care of each other. Remember, you're not alone. Hell, call us if you're on the hotline if you need someone to talk to. We're here. Now, back to the show. Now, Will, the Supreme Court also handed Donald Trump earlier this week and the LBGT community a huge victory. Tell our audience about it. Well, folks. I'm gay, and John Hollywood can't fire me for that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have to fire myself. So for the, Go ahead. So for the first time in history, and this, some people say this is actually a bigger landmark than gay marriage. For the first time in history, the Supreme Court has agreed to add LGBTQ to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which means – Businesses no longer can fire people just for being gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender. And to our extreme surprise, to Republican or to conservative, not Republican, because according to all people, justices have no political party, two conservative justices agreed. And one of Trump's appointees wrote the opinion 
which passed which passed it through the Supreme Court or the ruling that went through the Supreme Court. So for us, anybody in the LGBT community, it's one of the most landmark decisions in history. That's right. An employer who fired an individual for being homosexual uh, or transgender fires that person for traits or actions it would have questioned in members of a different sex. Uh, Judge Gorridge wrote, and that was one of Donald Trump's appointees. Sting, that's got to hurt. But see, I have always said that when you get to the Supreme Court, you cannot be fired. So you're going to do whatever you feel like you should do, not how people say you should be. And that's why I wasn't worried when Gorridge was appointed. He goes on to say, sex plays a necessary and undisguisable role in this decision is exactly what title forbids. Those who adopted the Civil Rights Act might not have anticipated their work would lead to this particular result, he wrote, adding that the limits of the drafters' imitation supply no reason. Yeah, go ahead. So supply no reason to ignore the law demands. Only the written word in the law and all persons are entitled to its benefit. Yay. And that's and that yeah, and that is great because it's called textualism. And Let's textualism give this to the means Supreme what he, Court. Hold on. Yeah, you know, one thing I do want to say is How dare Justice Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, I'm even having trouble getting this out of my mouth because I'm so angry at this guy. He is a black Supreme Court justice that is married to a white woman, and he would not have been able to do that years back. Why does he think it's in his interest to vote against gay people? Because he's always been an ideologue. He's not even a qualified justice, and most people who have any dealings with him know that. But what Gorich said that's so important for us to recognize is he said, you know, because the argument against this in the Supreme Court was it's not what the people who made the law meant. And he said that doesn't matter. It's the right, text exactly. of the law. It's how it's written, and it's written that it includes. So I think, you know, here's the thing. The biggest surprise that's come out of these two rulings to, for everyone is that we really thought that Roberts under George W. Bush and Gorich under Trump were going to be absolute conservatives and that they were ideologues, and they are at least showing signs in a real difficult time in America that they are independent justices and are actually trying to follow the Constitution. I also want to follow up with Clarence Thomas as he was going to be uh, what he's going through his screening, which I forgot right now because I'm so angry. He was accused of raping Anita Hill, or I believe sexual harassment. So the goal of this guy (laughs) is just unbelievable. And the other one, let's go have another beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't accused just by Anita Hill. He was accused by many women. Anita Hill was just the one who testified, and that's you know uh, un- that whole scenario was unfortunate. What about the other guy? Uh, starts with a K. I can't, can't think of his name. Oh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. He was accused of rape. In fact, his 
was. His accuser testified, came out of hiding, and every one of the senators ignored her. So the goal of these two guys having the ability to pass judgment on other people, that's why they should not be on the Supreme Court. They're ideologues. They only care about the conservative line. They don't care about the law. I, 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 I do believe, agree with that. But the thing is, is that this is why we have to make sure that we get Donald Trump out of office, because sadly, I believe the next president will appoint, if not one, probably two new Supreme Court justices. And Donald Trump well, does not need liberal, to put anyone else on the court. Yeah, a couple of our liberal justices are just barely hanging on. We need to, you know, we literally November is the last moment. From your ears to God's mouth, man. I mean, people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, I love, did you see that movie about her? It was so good. I did. I did. I mean, know she's, she's an amazing a, woman. She's, there's after, a, a, a dancing Ruth Bader Ginsburg that's on our Facebook page, and there's rainbows coming out of her. It's so cool. All right, guys. So she's, let's go ahead. I'm sorry, Will. No, she's amazing. I was agreeing. She's amazing, and her, the story about her and how she got put on the court by Bill Clinton, I believe is who it was, was incredible. Is that who put her on the court? I think so. I'm not sure. I have to admit that's probably an almost question. Well, because Barack Obama tried to put someone that mayor. I'm never going to forget this, and Mitch McConnell would not even put him up for a vote. And oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hated him ever since yes, then. Bill Clinton appointed Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't giving people wrong information. All right, guys. So real quick, let's move to our song pick of the week. This song pick of the week is someone that I never thought I would have on our show, but I'm so excited that we do. Um, she's an icon. She's a country icon. She has her own amusement park. There's no one on the war in this world that sings like her, acts like her, is so honest about her appearance. It's the one and only Dolly Parton. When life gets good, and it's number, it's it's climbing up the charts. I think it's in the top ten. And guys, this is all you need to know. Radio song pick of the week. It's new. It's dangerous, and it's in your face. The incomparable, the iconic. Dolly Parton. Take a listen. This is good again. I'll be a better friend, a bigger person when life is good again. More thoughtful than I've been. I'll be so different then. More in the moment when life is good again. I'll open up my Such a beautiful song. So, Will, I know you're a huge Dolly Parton fan. What do you think? I am. I am, and I love that song. She's listen. You you throw in a big wig and and you know a large cup size, and I'm in. What would the cup be for? 
Well, she is a busty woman. <laughs> I just wanted to see how you responded to that. I was trying to be polite. No, I, anything Dolly does, I mean, Dolly is one of the most amazing people on earth. She's, you said it very well. She is an icon. I've been w- watching her story times during the coronavirus and all the, the fact that she gives books, I mean, anything she sings. I mean, she could sing the phone book and I'd listen. I love Hard Candy Christmas. I love the best little whorehouse in Texas. Of course, you know, she sang I Will Always Love You. She has a little story behind this, and she said, you know, when I sang you always, I Will Always Love You, I got to open up my first bank account. When the late, great Whitney Houston sang I Will Always Love You, I bought the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, they, right, there was guys. that rumor that they didn't get along. Oh, that's a rumor. I will tell you, I know a lot of celebrities just like you do, and most of those rumors about celebrities not. Like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears loved each other. The rivalry is just something to do with PR. But, guys, that means we're out of time. We want to thank our incredible producer, Maureen Vanderpool. Thank you so much for everything you do. We love you with all our heart. We'll say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, John Hollywood. Thank you, Will. You are amazing. And guys, remember, every day, get up and look at yourself in the mirror and say, what have you done today to make yourself feel proud? Make sure that you keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, and how to make your dreams come true. A big shout out to the Supreme Court for voting for equality for all. And with that, Live from Dallas, Texas. Until next Thursday, we'll see you then. This is John Hollywood, your host with All You Need to Know Radio. Good night. Two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.